Today we are talking all about how I changed my mind on finding my worth in my appearance. You guys, I don't know about you, but I have spent way too many days, months, weeks, years of my life wasting time focusing on my appearance, thinking that's where my worth is, and it's not. God has told me that so many times in his scriptures. And today, I want to share with you my journey in addition to three specific tactics that I use when the devil's words start to creep in and try to get me to fixate on my appearance. Welcome to the Fit Feed by Read podcast, created for the woman of faith who wants to make lasting lifestyle change for her health. Learn to pray, worship, and seek the Word of God for answers that spiritually equip you to dodge the quick-fix trends of the diet and fitness industry. As we read in 1 Timothy 4.8, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a community of women that knows every day is a new opportunity to strengthen her temple and, most importantly, flourish in her love of Christ. We are moved by Him. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. You guys, we are continuing the I Changed My Mind series, and today I'm talking all about how I changed my mind around finding my worth in my appearance. I know that for you guys, based on based on downloads from previous episodes, that talking about body image and your relationship with your body is something that really resonates with you guys. It's something that you want more information on, you want more conversation around. And I think it's so important that we bring God into this conversation. It's probably bring God into every conversation, but especially when we're talking about our mental, emotional relationship with our own body and how does God fit into the picture of of that relationship. So We're talking today about essentially how I approached my appearance in the past, what's changed in the present, and I'm going to be giving you guys three specific tactics that I use when the devil really starts to creep in and I start to feel that sort of negativity or fixation on my appearance start to show up, how I bring scripture into that process. So I hope you guys are enjoying this I Changed My Mind series so far. I debated at one point naming it God Changed My Mind because I think that at the end of the day, that truly is what's happening here. God has been working in my heart on many different topics and issues and things that I've thought through in my health and wellness journey. And that's really what I'm presenting to you guys. But at the end of the day, there's obviously some level of opinion shared here in my own journey. So I left it with I Changed My Mind. But God is the one who's really been doing the work here. I have been trying to be as obedient as I can and receptive to what he's calling me and telling me to do. So last week, I shared my personal journey specifically with yoga, talking about how I did yoga through much of my 20s. I no longer do yoga. In that episode, I talked a lot about the background of yoga, understanding the Hindu roots of yoga, and just, you know, all the different nitty gritty of like certain postures, literally aligning to worshiping certain Hindu deities and how do we understand all of this and then enmesh that information with how we approach doing or not doing yoga as a Christian. And, you know, per what the name of the title is, I no longer do yoga. Uh, so I hope that that was a, you know, an, a valuable episode to you guys, had some good information for you. And if you haven't listened to it, I will make sure to link to it in the show notes. But let's jump into a little bit of prayer and then we will kick off this episode with with the meat and potatoes of talking about how I no longer find my worth in my appearance. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing of this time, Lord, for just the opportunity to share the words that you've put on my heart. 
scriptures that you've placed in my heart, Lord. Thank you for the example that you've given us in scripture in so many ways, God. The way that Jesus walked, the way that so many uh, prophets, the way that the disciples walked this earth, Lord. Thank you just for the words that you gave to them to write down on paper for us to know and understand you, Lord, because that is such a gift. It's a gift that cannot, uh, it surpasses all gifts. And I just thank you for the blessing of of helping me to realize that my worth is not in my appearance, Lord, that there's so many other gifts that you've given me to steward, to serve others, to grow your kingdom. And I just pray that as people are tuning in and listening, that they would hear that, hear from you, and be receptive to the ways that you're working in their lives as well, Lord. It's in your mighty name that I pray. Amen. So let's start by talking about the past. So in the past, uh, you know, I, I guess I want to caveat this. Before I dive into some of the specifics of my own personal experience, know that I'm not pointing a finger at any specific thing that I went through or experienced as like, mm, this was the cause of me placing too much worth on my appearance. There's no single thing that caused it. It was a culmination of things. And really, truly, at the end of the day, it was the fact that I was struggling to, I was struggling by placing too much emphasis on my body and not realizing my worthiness in God. And if any of you guys have tuned into some episodes or know a little bit about my my past, I did not become a Christian until I was 21. So I spent many years walking without the Lord, trying to navigate that. And at the end of the day, it led to a lot of emphasis on my own appearance and my body image. And I think that that's very common for a lot of girls these days. I think that that's not, and boys and men too, actually, I think it's not uncommon that there is this emphasis on appearance. And so I know that as I'm explaining here, I don't want to be pointing fingers at any specific thing like, oh, be careful if you're putting your kids in this or doing that or whatever. It's not that. It truly is just that I didn't understand my worth in God. So to give you a little bit of background, I spent much of my young years, pretty much my entire youth, doing theater and dance. And theater and dance can inherently come with some level of an image focus because you are on a stage there's costumes, people are watching you move and perform. And I think that I gained so much from being in theater and dance from a presentation skills perspective, just, you know, confidence in terms of being in front of people, being comfortable communicating. I think that there was so, I think that those things outweighed in a positive way uh, the the body image focus. But the body image focus was something that happened to come out of that for me because there was, I was just in this world where people were that was that was an area of focus. And I always, as a young girl, cognitively knew that I was more than my body, but I struggled to feel it emotionally. Knowing something and feeling something are very two very different things. You know, they talk about this a lot in the Christian world. It's like, well, we can know certain things logically about the Lord, but for us to accept and receive and feel that in our heart is a very different thing. And that's when God can really and truly move in our lives. And I think that was what was happening in terms of body image. I knew that I had other things to offer to the world, but I tended to fixate a lot on my physical appearance. I shared a lot more about this in my testimony episode, so I will link this in the show notes, but I did struggle with an eating disorder in high school, which obviously is a an obsession with physical appearance and trying to control your food intake in order to change your appearance. Uh, blessedly so, I was healed from that in many, many ways as I was leaving high school, went to a wonderful eating disorder therapist. And once again, remember asterisk here, I still did not know the Lord, just a friendly reminder. But as I walked into college, I definitely had this focus on 
health and wellness and fitness and nutrition, which I think was in many ways essentially like a societally accepted kind of masked way of me still being very focused and fixated on my body. Nevertheless, I became a trainer and a group fitness instructor in college and I was definitely still dealing with some of the kind of lingering after effects of having had an eating disorder, but it was not anywhere, it was so distinctly different from what it had been in high school. It was not, I was no by no means walking through the trenches any longer, uh, blessedly so. But I definitely was still, you know, there's thoughts that still creep in. And I think that anyone who's ever been through something of that nature, or even if you never have, it's so easy for the devil to come against us in sneaky ways about our body and our image. And that's what I'm going to be talking about toward the end of this episode is specific ways to counter that. So I came to Christ when I was 21. It was right as I was graduating from college. And there were so many things that started changing in small incremental ways at that point in my life. My first job out of college was at Lifetime Fitness. I was a trainer. And I got really into heavy strength training. I was having a ton of fun with it. I was making pretty significant gains from a strength perspective. I was hitting a lot of PRs, personal records. And yeah, I had gained a few pounds because I was, you know, eating in a surplus so that I was able to gain more muscle. And But I didn't really care that I had gained a few pounds because I was lifting heavier weights and I was really enjoying just the experience of this kind of new challenge. Now, soon after that time frame, I started doing CrossFit, which also has a very appropriately so similar focus on performance over appearance. It really helped me in many ways to release some of my body fixation, but I wouldn't say entirely. I distinctly remember having this thought. I, When I was growing up, I remember one of my relatives making a comment about how she had thunder thighs. And I remember realizing as I got older, I was like, oh gosh, I think I got the thunder thighs that, that my relative was talking about. And, you know, pear-shaped, like, that's real. Um, And I remember getting into CrossFit and finally being, like, proud of my thunder thighs. Like, it was like, oh, I've got quads. Like, I, I, my body tends to hold a fair bit of muscle in my butt, quads, thighs region. And so, you know, and also tends to hold fat there if I gain fat. And so, anyway, I got to this point where it was like I was in CrossFit and I was like, oh, I'm finally, like, proud of this feature of my body. Which, of course, pride in something is also not godly. We have to remind ourselves of that. But it was interesting because I think that I was freed from a lot of that sort of body shame through that process. I mean, you walk into a CrossFit gym and you don't even see mirrors, which I actually think is a very, very, very smart approach. Mirrors in general, I think, have no real inherent value in a gym because what you need to know about how you're moving comes from kinesthetic awareness, your sense, your own sense of your body in space and time. And staring in a mirror actually think causes a lot of problems with people falling off balance and all those sorts of things. So I love that component of CrossFit. There's no mirrors in a CrossFit gym. And I started to release some of that fixation on my physical appearance and started to accept and be excited about what God had gifted me with in terms of my body. I do think that it actually turned into kind of a new fixation. I started putting a lot of my worth in my ability to perform. As I mentioned, I was seeing a lot of those sort of gains and strength gains and was feeling strong and I started to, well, place value in that, which also can become an idol. And I'll be talking a little bit more about this in an upcoming episode. I'm going to do an I Changed My Mind episode on the no pain, no gain mentality, which was something that I definitely started to employ in that time frame of my life, where it was like, if it's not sweaty, hard, super challenging, you know, I ripped a callus on my hand, like, did I even go hard enough kind of mentality, which is not... (laughs) 
not beneficial in the long term. So uh, more to come on that. But I think that even through that season, there was growth in terms of my relationship with my body. And this is after I'd come to Christ, right? So it's like I came to Christ at 21 and I still spent much of my 20s still exercising with the purpose of looking a certain way or being able to perform a certain way. And it's not that we ever achieve some sort of level of perfection or attainment where it's like, oh, I'll never have a negative body image thought ever again, or I'll never work out again with the intention of looking a certain way. It'll never cross my mind. Those things just constantly, those thoughts need to constantly be held captive to Christ. That's truly what the core of it is. And I I can truly tell you that at this point in my life now, I've sensed a drastic shift in, in my relationship with my body. I think much of this actually too has come from just going through pregnancy and being postpartum and re-strengthening a body and nourishing my baby with my body. That piece of this journey as well has been really fascinating. I think that it's it's brought a whole new level of just an appreciation for what God has given me with my body and a a kindness to my body that I didn't have before. And so I'm incredibly grateful for that. Incredibly grateful. And I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to really encourage all of you guys and also share my own journey of is is recognizing that idolizing my own body is is truly ultimately sin. It's idolizing something. And that my body is meant for worshiping God. I'm not meant to be worshiping my body. I did a whole episode on this, so I will link to that episode in the show notes. But I hope that that idea is starting to resonate with you as you're hearing me kind of talk about it from these different vantage points of how how we leverage our own physical health and our own physical being on this earth to do the things that God has called us to do rather than to idolize the physical body that he's given us. So let's talk about the present. At this point, I consciously work on reminding myself on a consistent basis that my worth is not in my appearance. I want to I want to emphasize that because it's not like all of a sudden someday every single thought about your appearance just fades out of your head and then none of them ever show up again. This is a consistent like laying this down at the feet of the cross and saying, hey, Lord, I know that my worth is not in this. I've made so much progress from where I was and I want to continue making progress and I want to continue laying this down at your feet and surrendering that this is something that the devil knows he can get at me with. I don't know about you, but you guys, I'm not going to say the devil's smart because he's not that smart. (laughs) He's nothing compared to the the power and the intellect of the good Lord himself. But he knows like sneaky ways to try to get to us. And I know this is a way that he will try to get to me. So how do I have the right things in my back pocket to come against him and to combat the words of the enemy? So let's dive into that. I've got three specific tactics that I use when the devil's words start to creep in on this topic matter. First up, first tactic. I remember the example of the Proverbs 31 woman. In Proverbs 31, I want to actually encourage you to, if you need to pause the podcast and go do it right now, go do it. Read all of Proverbs 31. I considered reading on the podcast and I was like, this is a pretty decent chunk of of scripture. So I'm going to encourage you to go read it. I pulled out a couple pieces that I want to emphasize here. Nowhere in the Proverbs 31 woman's description does it mention anything about the appearance of her physical body. Nowhere. Does it mention anything about the appearance of her physical body? It does mention something about the color of the linens she's wearing, but that's not her physical body. That's something she's putting on her body. Nothing about her appearance of her physical body. Though, 
it does mention something about her physical capability. Proverbs 31, 17 specifically reads, she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. I think that's such a cool example. Like, you know, women joke around about like mom arms because you are constantly carrying around this like, you know, chunk of weight that is your baby. (laughs) And you get mom arms, which are like strong arms. And I just think there's something so beautiful about that verse. Proverbs 31, 17, just to meditate on that. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. The Lord describes the fact that she's capable of doing things. She's strong and capable. But it doesn't say anything about what her arms look like because it doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, You know, Proverbs 31 talks so much about the character of the Proverbs 31 woman. It talks about the ways that she serves her husband, her children, her community, the way that she works hard for God's good. And that is what the emphasis is on. So how can we take that knowledge, the example of this like pinnacle of the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, we've all heard of it. We've all talked about it. Like, how can I become her? Well, guess what? Great news. There's no specifics about her physical appearance, but she's stewarding what she's been given, her health, her body, for the good of what the Lord is calling her to. Verse 30, so Proverbs 31, 30 actually specifically says, charm is deceptive and beauty or physical appearance is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Mm. Meditate on that one for a little bit. Beauty is fleeting. It's short-lived. I know I can definitely say this now, having gone through pregnancy and being postpartum, that There's certain things within your body that you can't always perfectly control. And even if you have not had a child, you know this. There's certain things about our parents we can't perfectly control, whether it's a couple gray hairs that pop up on our head, or it's a little bit of fat that's stored somewhere where you wish it wasn't, or it's, you know, a a zit that appears on your face, or it's something that sags more than you wish it did. doesn't matter what it is. We all know the feeling of something on our body that we're like, ugh you know, and we can't control it. And that's okay because beauty is fleeting. We know that with age, things are going to look a little bit different and that's okay. It doesn't mean we can't steward our health. It doesn't mean we can't take care of our body. We should be doing those things, but we don't need to put so much emphasis on the physical appearance that it starts to take away from who we're called to be in God. Tactic number two, I remember that I am a child of God. Let me pose this question to you. Have you ever seen a three-year-old shame their body? Uh -uh. Hopefully the answer is no. I'm going to assume the answer is no. Now, I do know that sadly, body image issues start creeping up earlier and earlier and earlier these days with the rise of social media and, and what's being portrayed in media and all these things. I know that's a thing. But let's talk about like a tiny toddler who hopefully has not yet been exposed to some of that stuff. Do they ever shame their body or do they just get excited about the fact that their body allows them to run around the the playground, allows them to pick up a piece of food, allows them to hug their friend? Like they just, they don't even, there's not even this emotional attachment to their physical being. They just appreciate what their body is physically able to do. They are a child. If you were to ask a three-year-old what they liked most about themselves, do you think that they would point out anything about their physical appearance? Doubtful doubtful maybe they'd be like oh I like I like my curly hair right you know like something cute that's an that's an encouraging thing where you're like okay that's sweet but they're not trying to pick apart their appearance nor fixate on it and we are children of God so how can we take that example of a child and think hey guess what I'm a child of God 
So how can I use that as inspiration and in how I relate to my own physical appearance? Children set a great example. John 1.12 tells us, tells us, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I'm a daughter of the king, of the most high king, right? My husband is a son of the most high king. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Those sorts of terminology continue to remind us we are children of God. So how can we use that inspiration of a child? How can we reclaim that sort of childlike acceptance and love of our physical appearance? Tactic number three, I remember that I am a servant. Instead of obsessing over my appearance, I choose rather to say, hey, how can I use this physical body to serve others? I am a servant. It's not serving to be self-focused or obsessive about our own appearance. I remember that in order to serve others, things like growing in my walk with Christ will allow me to serve others better. Learning new skills could allow me to serve others better. Using my resources, my time, my talent, my treasure to serve others. That is how I should be spending my mental energy not focusing or fixating on how I look in a pair of jeans, right? I want to share with you some scripture from Mark 10. I think this is really powerful. This is to give you context. This is when John and James came to Jesus and asked to sit at the right and left hand of Jesus, to which he basically said, uh, <laughs> who do you essentially like, who do you think you are to be asking that question? Huh? He said, do you know what you are asking? Right, because that was a very uh, a very prideful question for them to assume. Oh yeah, Jesus, you know we're your disciples. Can we sit at your right and your left hand? And all the other disciples were actually quite honestly frustrated that James and John had, had enough gall to actually even ask that question. So in verses forty two through forty five, this is Mark ten. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Pause to think about the fact that Jesus didn't, Jesus, literally God in the flesh, walking this earth, didn't come to be served. He came to serve. What an example that is. God in the flesh. You guys, he had every right to like prance about town and be like, hey, I'm the son of the most high king, like literally actually the son of the most high king, serve me. He had every right to do that, but he didn't. Like not even a bit of that because he came here as an example for us. And the enemy wants us to fixate on ourselves. Because when we fix it on ourselves, it takes our eyes off of God and it takes our eyes off of the things that God is calling us to, which includes, and most predominantly includes, serving others, worshiping him and serving others. Jesus was a phenomenal example of that. So remember that you are a servant. We are here to serve others. And when we get in the way of ourselves by fixating on our physical appearance, it takes away from our ability to serve others. Hmm. So let's recap, my friends. Shared a little bit about my past, just coming through a journey of 
really fixating on my appearance, finding a lot of worth in my appearance, knowing cognitively that I was worth more than just my physical body, but still struggling emotionally with that connection. Dealt with an eating disorder in high school and was healed from that in so many ways, blessedly so. But stepping into an occupation that was very physically focused kind of became an outlet for that. In many ways, I started to step away from physical appearance and focus more on performance, which also, by the way, can become an idol. And through that journey, stepping through both of those kind of big rocks in my life and now getting to this place where I feel healed in Christ in so many ways from this, even especially just through the the recent journey I've been through of pregnancy and postpartum, but now in the present being very conscious to work on this, recognizing and reminding myself that my worth is not in my appearance, knowing, hey, the devil's going to come up against me and try to use things because he knows this is a weak spot of mine. He's going to try to come up against me with this. So what are the scriptures that I have so that I can literally just like flick him off my shoulder like he's a flea, right? I talked about remembering the example of the Proverbs 31 woman. There is no description of her physical body appearance in Proverbs 31 but it talks about her capabilities and her strength and her ability to serve those around her. I remember that I'm a child of God. I think about the example of a little child and just the way that they, the way they steward their sweet little body just to do what God has called them to, to run around, to be playful, to be joyful. They don't obsess or stare or poke at parts of their body. They just, they just see it as a piece of who they are. They don't worry about it. And I also remember that I'm a servant of the most high king. That it is my job here on earth to worship God and to serve those around me and to, to help bring those into his kingdom. And so if I'm constantly fixated on myself, that sort of self-focus of my own appearance, it actually detracts from my ability to serve others. The key takeaway here, my friends, is when the devil comes at you this week, because there's a good chance he will at some point in some moment while you're eating something or you're changing or you're looking in the mirror or you're at the gym or whatever it is, the devil comes at you to fixate, to encourage you to fixate on your appearance. Which of these examples in scriptures will you use to combat him? Maybe as you've been tuning in here, you've thought of some other scripture or some other verse or some other idea that resonates with you. Maybe it's not something I mentioned. Use that. Whatever it is, be ready and equipped and prepared knowing that, hey, the enemy will come against me and try to use this, but I'm ready. I'm ready to take all those thoughts captive to Christ. I'm ready with the scriptures in my mind. I'm ready to come up against him and say, no, mm -mm, not today, Satan. Sorry. Nope. (laughs) So that is what I have for you, my friends. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I changed my mind series and I will be back with more next week. We'll chat soon. Thank you for tuning into the Fit Feed by Read podcast. May you keep your eyes fixed on the Lord in the coming days and be refreshed by his promises. If this episode had a positive impact on you, I would be honored to have you share it with someone you know could also benefit from it. Blessings to you.